We are naked. People keep saying the system is broken. It doesn't matter if you run a three-people business or a 300-people business or 3,000-people business. I'm really looking forward to hearing the brave, open and vulnerable real stories. Recognition, glorification and joy are what we see of an entrepreneur's journey from the outside. But there are always two sides to every coin. We hear very little about the real stories what it really means to be a company founder, company builder. Loneliness, doubts and fears, sleepless nights, co-founder conflicts, financial stresses, the list goes on. A lot of entrepreneurs are facing those challenges and asking similar questions, but are rarely talking about them openly. In this episode, the Future Farm founding team comes together to discuss why the Naked podcast is needed, who is it for and why and to share also their own stories of struggles in coping with emotional and mental health turmoils. To learn more about The Future Farm, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. This is Naked by The Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Brought to you by Vladi meshko Brestinska and Nectarius Leolius. Hello, hello and welcome to the first, the intro episode of Naked by the Future Farm. Uh, this is a special episode where we want to introduce what we're doing, why we're doing this and who we're doing this for and who we're doing this with. Uh, my name is Nectarius Leolius. I'm here with uh, Vladi. I'm not even going to Hi try the <laughs> always a challenge. I was waiting whether you're going to go for it. <laughs> uh, Brestenska. Mm, well done. And we will be the hosts of, of the podcast, uh, but we also have some very special guests because the guests here today, who are Pavli and Nadim, are here because they are also part of this thing called Future Farm, which we'll talk about a lot. Uh, but the key thing is here really to establish our motivations and what we're trying to achieve with this. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. Looking forward. Yes. So before we really dive deep, what might make sense is to share with you guys why Naked and what we are actually trying to achieve with the podcast. So we hear very little about the real story of, and, and maybe not just the real, but actually the both coins of what it means to be a company builder. And... As our past kind of, you know, merged together and we started collectively talking about it, we realized that we are not alone in this and a lot of other founders and entrepreneurs are asking those questions but not really talking about it openly. So as we progress, we realize that being naked and being raw is rather rare uh, when it comes to opening up about how I feel when I'm uh, facing a dip on my journey, when not everything is working out as I think it should be or it's supposed to be. It's, it's important to do a few things here, right? The one is to talk about our own journey, to share why we're doing this, and this is why we also have Nadim and Pavli on the call, how we came together, right? But we also want to get people on the podcast that talk about their experience being a founder, 
but also people who have been either the spouse of a founder or the investor into a founder business. Uh, so also get, get, getting a little bit of a 360-degree perspective. Um, maybe, Vladi, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about yourself. Maybe you actually tell us what you did. <laughs> How did you, what's your background? Why, why, do we, why should we listen to you? Yeah. Um, so being a founder really at the moment first time with Future Farm and another venture which we're building in a completely different part of the world very exciting though um, but I've been surrounded by founders for the past eight nine years um, and while being or being close to founders and entrepreneurs not just founders but really company builders um, I realized pretty quickly that this topic of emotional resiliency and mental health, physical health, how do I cope, is something we never really talked about. So when I was working with an investment fund and working with early stage founders, but also more mature founders here in London, actually, so in the context of Europe, um, it was something which... The only or the founder shared with me in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but it was very hard to bring it to an open forum for obvious reasons. But I had a strong sense that there is some of that healing might happen through a sharing. So we tried a concept which we called Founders Anonymous. And just to explain that a little Basically, what we did is we created a safe space behind the closed door where we brought the entrepreneurs together to not to talk about how they build business in terms of, the, let's say, the business type of experience. Let's speaking about marketing or, you know, business development, etc., the usual stuff, but actually to talk about what it means for them to build and to be in the shoes of founders and um, what it means to face those challenges as humans. Um, and it was super powerful. Like what I've seen there um, was a lot of emotions coming up, a lot of tears, a lot of stuff which was suppressed and never really talked out or talked about. And that was a shifting moment for me, really, where I understood that, well, I mean this conversation needs to really be started. It is very important. And there is more to it than just raising a funding or figuring out my go-to-market strategy. So we founded Future Farm. And this was really the key moment for me after all those years to reflect that we all kind of know about it, but nobody really talks about it. And even less we do something about preventing it and maybe solving for this state of dips. What about yourself, Nectarius? What motivated you to? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good Greek boy in the sense that I was expected to become a doctor, lawyer or accountant. Um, and I did none of that. Yeah. Um, but also, I had a very corporate career. I, I came into innovation um, very kind of randomly. But as part of the journey, I ended up creating a startup competition because that was part of what my company at that point was looking to do to bring fintech companies into the banking world. And this was my first touch point with entrepreneurs. I really didn't know much about it. I would read the stories of the Richard Bransons and the Steve Jobs of this world. And I was quite impressed. But at the same time, this was not for me. This was not my world. 
but more importantly, I knew very very little, nothing about the challenges of an early stage entrepreneur or a business builder who was just starting something with all the pains that comes with it because you only hear about the good stuff. Yeah. Um, and and as part of that journey, uh, and then we'll talk about, we use that word a lot. It's a little bit overused, but it's difficult to avoid it. Um, I, I saw a lot of people who built businesses. Uh, in my world, it was all fintech and it was all at the beginning of fintech before it actually had a word when we started doing this. Um, at the beginning, also in the context of a competition, but then I left my corporate life to start something called Startup Bootcamp Fintech. And with the accelerator, you have these teams, you have these early stage businesses with you for three months and you live with them. You get to know them to a degree that you'd never expected. And you get to find out about exactly the things you mentioned, the, the pains and the, the disconnect between the, the facade and the face to the outside world and what you see on the inside when they come back from a meeting or from a pitch event and they're completely destroyed and in bits. Um, seeing people crash and burn, seeing people break down, me having to send people home because they hadn't slept for 36 hours. Um, having people who are amazing on stage at a pitch and then they come down and they physically change because suddenly all the other stuff comes up because they had to shine for the 15 minutes yeah. on stage. All these things got me to, to realize that, this, that there is something going on that nobody ever talks about. And we're talking about something six, six, seven years ago. So things have progressed a little bit more. But I've, I've kind of felt the need ever since to do something about it. Um, I, I was not prepared to be in a situation where people, when I witnessed people taking drugs or being, being able to sustain themselves only by just taking all sorts of performance enhancing substances. And that was like a big eye opener for me. But then this ends up merging with my own journey because I ran a business. I had co-founders. I had, um, we were growing very fast and, and, and we had this amazing Experience, but there was also a point in my life where I was thinking, "What's going on with my business, and why have I lost my energy?" And something isn't right. Uh, so I decided uh, about 15 months ago to to leave all that behind and say, "You know what, guys? Uh, I think I need a break, and not just a break as in a sabbatical. I need to remove myself from this." So 15 months ago, I stopped and uh, started this journey of personal reflection and digging deeper and trying to un understand what I did wrong, what contributed to things not going as well as I thought they would be. Um, and then my father passed away and that sense of loss of identity and, um, and purpose that I had with my business suddenly was paired up with the sense of loss in my personal life and, and the grieving process. So that just added to me wanting to actually get deeper in into the conversation, actually opening up a conversation that was happening in pockets and bring it to the surface uh, to be alongside some of the other people who do something in that space. Yeah. So that's my journey. So we are basically naked together. Yes. With our, you know, interviewees and our founders, investors and, and everybody. We're fully dressed. But we're part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and we frame this conversation naked as we, we keep saying it's um, entrepreneurship stripped down to its vulnerable core. Yeah. Right. Which summarizes hopefully the whole mission of it. You are listening to Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Nadim, it started around Future Farm and 
your incremental part of that. And would you like to share a little bit of your journey and why Future Farm even and why this topic? I, I grew up uh, as a nomad, really. And, uh, you know, so uh, journeyed and lived in all kinds of places around the world. And in that, uh, that was my personal life journey. Uh, but also my work life was also s similar, right? It was from a... Um, I worked for a organization that was a young uh, but expanding around the world and we went and opened up all kinds of new offices and geographies and so on and so there was a startup feeling to that. Uh, I worked for a large organization where it was uh, 50,000 people, you know, 54 countries, whatever, and kind of managing large P&Ls with which there were businesses that were low growth and needed a big cost cutting to businesses that were completely on a blank piece of paper and how do you grow? And, uh, you know, we expanded a lot by acquisitions and acquiring different kinds of entrepreneurs and, um, you know, uh, companies uh, in different markets, different cultures and how to incorporate that to being a founder of a early stage fintech Uh, where uh, we became quite the uh, poster child of the whole space and we developed the businesses which were both kind of connecting large corporations but as well as entrepreneurs and startups and uh, and a wider ecosystem and defining it. We were at the cutting edge of that definition and kind of coming up vocabulary. It became clear that we needed to introduce a new vocabulary, you know, a, a, a safe space for people to come unlearn And then perhaps learn, right? And kind of share some stories and kind of take risks without necessarily the stigma of uh, kind of saying you are failed at something, you you know, as opposed to you're transitioning to something. Um, and that requires a lot of vulnerability, that requires a lot of uh, openness, that requires a lot of deep uh, thinking and going deeper into yourself and f figuring out what you really want and what you're trying to do. Um, and so in that mind, that's a context and that's a context how we got to Future Farm and why we are Future Farm and where we are at Naked is that really exposing that vulnerable self, opening up, you know, getting people to understand that there are various numerous layers to being a founder. Uh, in, if I could be, uh, you know, broad enough to say leader. Right? Mm. Because a lot of the issues that you know we talk about as founders, I've also experienced that as a corporate leader. Um, and then also, I think it very importantly uh, for us, this is also about a uh, creating a space where we can also uh, perhaps learn and you know think about how to move forward, how to rediscover the joy and passion of building something. And but still be very open to talk about all the other nuances around this and all the hardships around this because building a business is hard, hard work. And then also to figure out how to continue on that journey and a path in a way that's positive and contributive and, you know, kind of talks about the collective wellness of our ecosystem, right? So that's where I come from. Mm. Nearly, the thought I have in mind is nearly as rewiring towards a new model of doing this yeah. right because it feels and i've heard this a lot i'm sure you guys did too um that people keep saying the system is broken like it, it's not just about fixing something but it's about rewiring and understanding what is the new way of walking the path the new status quo nearly um Pavli, you're a journalist and and an entrepreneur What are some of the key drivers for you to 
share with the people why you are part of the Future Farm and um, this nearly a movement and a little bit about yourself. So what I would say is I'm a writer, I'm a journalist, I'm a content creator. These are the um, the professions that I identify with. And I mean, I always loved writing. I, I always loved also to read. I, I think I spent most of my, like all my childhood or my teenage years in my bedroom or in the garden, just reading and writing. And so I decided to become a journalist. And I guess looking back, uh, the journey is pretty straightforward, but it for sure didn't feel that that way when I was walking the path. And I, so I went to study journalism and pretty quickly I realized that I don't really fit in the what we can call the traditional media landscape. I, I can relate and I can only identify with stories that are real and hopeful. And so I, I, I didn't find that in the traditional media, let's say. And um, so I, so I, what I had to do is to pioneer my way. So I come from Czech Republic. I live in Prague. And then I think in, in my country, it was just like really emerging, like super early adopter uh, stage of just writing about business and entrepreneurship. And I mean, immediately I was pulled in because those were finally stories that I wanted to hear about more and that I felt like that are so underrepresented. So I became a, a business journalist. Uh, so I was forced, uh, which was a blessing in disguise, I guess, uh, to create a couple of content platforms, one of which turning into sort of like a media company that was my first business owner slash co-founder experience. Uh, it was a typical startup ride, which ended up to be like hundreds of companies working with their company culture. This is what we did. And I was hearing other people. They were opening up slightly, but I, I just, I, I couldn't really tell anyone how I felt and that I was in debt and then I was not sleeping. And then I was like perceived as, as successful, but I really didn't feel that way. And I didn't, again, I, I guess I didn't feel like I belonged. And so fast forward to uh, to now, the, the journey of the Future Farm was really me kind of untangling all these um, all these old ways of, of going about life and work. And I became super passionate about telling the real stories, uh, which in my case still need to be hopeful, but not really in the sense of they have to have a positive ending. But I mean, hopefully in a way to give you perspective. And I think that's what we are doing here with Naked. And also to give a little bit more context, my journey with the Future Farm is intertwined with um, with my pregnancy and with me being an early parent right now. So I have my twin babies who are half year old. I was just thinking we've done so much of... Um connection in the past few months all of us with entrepreneurs and company builders and not only the founders but also the wider business community right where we were discussing actually this topic and cause and asking a lot of questions in terms of does it resonate what are you going through what's your story and and now we are in some way trying to put it up also you know here up in the air 
And it's not always the case that all of them actually feel ready to share, but it's great to see that there are brave people, if I may say that way, who are ready to actually share their real and full vulnerable stories and journeys, as you said, um, with the world. And just wanted to maybe touch upon what you guys hear mostly when you have those conversations and what comes up, like beyond ourselves, what are we hearing out there? So I think it's it's been very interesting, right? And as you guys have been uh, interviewing a lot of founders and the wider ecosystem, um, that there's a lot of commonality, yeah? And a lot of experiences that are actually shared, uh, but people don't realize, you know, when you are in the middle of building a company, you think you're alone and that's the only thing that's happening is to is you. And what um, some of the commonality that I kind of uh, frame maybe a little way is uh, everyone starts with this uh, really uh, mission-driven passion of building this business and there's a big honeymoon period. You're building a team, you have co-founders, there's a lot of excitement. You're raising money. Raising money. Uh, you know, you have a product, you find a consumer or whatever. if your business is B2B, you find a, you know someone that's willing to pay for this stuff and it is a need. And then you discover somewhere along the journey that you have actually arrived in Hotel California, right? The, with the famous <laughs> eagles, that you are you're sort of stuck. You can enter anytime you like, but you can never leave. And there's an overwhelming feeling, and there's a lot of stigma around that, and a lot of uh, hurt and disappointment, and you know, almost shame, uh, because you've taken your friends' and family's money often to, to invest in this business, and then you kind of now feel like if you are not going to be a billionaire, you have failed everyone, because that's the story out there. And the reality is, most of the startups, most of the companies never end up being a billion dollar company, so a lot of them become successful, but... The, you know the definition of success is not just the monetary value so that's kind of a little bit of what i picked up on on how people are thinking about this and you know and then in there lies a whole range of emotions and experiences and what people are trying to deal with right i think it's interesting that you mentioned things like loneliness and shame um, and one of the things that was really eye-opening for me in these interviews was that it doesn't matter if you run a three-people business mm. or 300-people mm. business or 3,000-people business. Those concepts still manifest themselves. You might experience them differently because your responsibility or the shame you feel if the business fails, if it's a 3,000-people business, might be different. But the, the feelings are the same. And for me, I was not prepared for that. I thought somebody who's actually managed to get further down the track mm. or maybe a serial founder, a serial entrepreneur, um, still can go through the same thing. Mm. Uh, we've spoken to a couple of people, a few people actually, who decided that they'd been through their business but their experience and they were so burnt from it that they would not go back to it. Um, and they're comfortable with that. And they're comfortable with their choices and they put it down as learning. Um, that was an interesting insight as well. So it doesn't mean, because again, with this glorification of the entrepreneurial journey, you would think that, okay, you fail, you brush yourself off, you, you do it again. No, some people go, okay, I've done this. It was hard as hell. Hmm. It hurt. I don't regret doing it, but I'm not going to do it again. I need no. stability. Yeah. It's almost like uh, sometimes, you know, this uh, uh, going back to the corporate world is seen as a, a failure, right? Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's, uh, people say, look, I, I, as you say, I did this. It was a great experience. I learned from it. And now I'm going to go back into another framework. Um, but it's almost like you are a traitor if you go back. You are yeah. you know, abandoning your ideal. You are the moral compass is wrong. And so somehow 
that balance has to be achieved that look this is just another uh, structure and it works for some it doesn't work for others right and it's uh, not a uh, something that has to define you or define success and failure about who you are as a person that is not defined by the structure you're operating in so that's the topic of the identity right which for me was like one of the major topics i was hearing from the founders where they were it was nearly saying something of the kind like you know the the thing i cannot really talk to anybody about anybody about is the fact that I'm actually thinking to get out and I don't have anybody really to share this with and the question to me was like do you have any advice on on how to actually um transition with dignity so the 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 dignity part was very important um so i think this whole question around identity of hey i've been building this for the past 15 20 years and you know being a founder entrepreneur is cool right that's what we hear that's what we read about and that's what you said nadim around like taking a turn is considered as a failure so how do i actually navigate that step and to me hearing that in so many conversations was really striking in a way, although now it feels like Mm -hmm. no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that they are struggling. Um, So I'm going to say something that will make you smile. Okay. So what you just described is people realizing that if you're running a business, it's okay to pivot the business, but it's not okay to pivot your life. Mm. Right? So if you realize that you're suffering because of the business, it's, it's considered unacceptable it's bad that's a shame element that comes into it right maybe it's also worth mentioning in this context that when we talk about business builders and company builders and founders and entrepreneurs we're using the the terminology quite loosely yeah Um, but it's it's not just tech founders so it's not just the startups it's not just a huge wave of of the fashion that we've experienced for the last 10-15 years we're talking about people who may have just open up a restaurant or a hairdressers or a, a, a manual business. So, so the, one of the things that is also interesting here is that they also feel the same things. They also go through the same experiences. They might have a different vocabulary for that. No. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like it's a, it's a little bit interesting um, around this is what we also discovered in the process is um, that uh, it's almost like a high-stake uh, poker, right? So if I could call the Las Vegas uh, kind of mindset, where what we found is people, when they look at options, whether it's the options to exit uh, with dignity or saying, how do I deal with all the trauma and up and down of, you know, or whether it's a relationship, whether it's a relationship within the company or within the wider life relationships, um, or how do I deal with the stress of it all, that they look for options or the options available to them are kind of on the extreme right and it's almost like they feel like i have no choice but to carry on this thing and you know and then the journey becomes the you know that stop option become narrow and narrow and i think that's one of the key things for a highlight is like these are and as you're saying Atari, this applies to all kinds of businesses all kinds of founders all kinds of geographies so, you know we've spoken to people around the world so it's not just limited to people just in the valley or sitting in prague or london or or you know athens for that matter these are people everywhere that basically so there's a lot of commonality and part of what we're trying to do and what you guys are trying to do uh, as co-hosts of naked is really to bring that home and to help see if we can bring those conversations together uh, to build a common vocabulary, a set of shared experiences to move forward from here. 
you know, like guys who are mostly guys, really, but it, it's really not gender specific, but to people who inherited companies from their grandfather and like they have no idea about not, not just like this area, but even personal growth and stuff. And they they are truly lost. And so when we are talking about the lingo and just opening this, this space, because I think they they are looking for resources. They just don't know, you know, like where to look at or they want to hear, they would love to hear or they need to, they need to hear stories that are, that resonate with them, that are not some um, straight white male Silicon Valley founder, but like this guy next door who has this biking company and, you know, struggles as well. And they're like, okay, so it, it's okay within me. They, they need to, anyway, like we need to start within ourselves. So they are, I guess that's where the journey starts. And then maybe you can even think of looking for the resources and, and doing the change and yeah, yeah, going from there. It's, it's interesting what you say, Pavli, because in our conversations, the few things we want to bring to the surface uh, are along the lines of what you just described. We want people to share so we, we start actually trying to kind of ease out an element of vulnerability because vulnerability allows for introspection and then you've got the departure point uh, to even start finding the vocabulary and addressing some of the things. The second thing we want to do is we want to hear from people in their journeys um, how they manage these situations. So what were the tools that they felt were available to them? Uh, did they use any? Um, how did they cope? Uh, and it was interesting to just to hear, okay, I, I didn't cope. I just spent the whole day playing computer games or I just uh, ate my body weight in chocolate, whatever it is. So it's, it's also, there's no judgment in that, but it's important for people to acknowledge um, and be public about it because that also makes it better for somebody who's searching to hear, hey, I'm not alone. So Absolutely agreed. And one more element, which I think is important maybe to just flesh out why we are actually having the investors or why we are thinking to invite the wider business community, as well as the life partners of our entrepreneurs, is that that's like hearing how my partner or my closest people are actually dealing with when I'm as a founder, I'm, I'm facing a dip. That's a conversation which is even more, let's say, tabooed and stigmatized. And we hear nearly none of that, right? Uh, plus, on the side of the investors, through all of our conversations, mostly obviously from the venture-backed founders, this came as a very significant question, which was around what is the role of investors and the community? Uh, what is their responsibility, accountability, um, not to only face and, and try to solve for this challenge from a position of a founder. So that felt important. Um, so maybe it's a good time to talk also about what we're not here, right? With naked, what, what we're trying to do, what we're not trying to do. So we're not counselors. We're not there to do, provide therapy. Um, we uh, have coaching experience, but we don't see ourselves as coaches, right? Uh, we want to sit alongside other initiatives like Reboot or Sanctus or How I Built It. Um, and we want to just kind of enrich the conversation around the subject. Um, and we want to give people access to options 
uh, by also being very clear that what we do is we allow people to tell their stories without digging deeper into their own personal challenges because we're not necessarily equipped to deal with that. That's not the intent. And also I think there's a, uh, given our backgrounds and given our uh, uh, you know diversity of geography and experiences, uh, I think we bring certainly uh, or trying to bring into this uh, podcast um, an element which is perhaps not limited to a geography or limited to a, one experience or just as we talked about a certain kind of founder. Um, so that breadth uh, we, uh, hopefully will allow us to share the commonality and perhaps the richness around what's happening and maybe also uh, in those conversations come up with different ways of thinking about this, different ways of addressing this, solving for this, uh, which may not be available if you just kind of focus on a segment of this mm-hmm. you know, on a certain geography. I, I, I hope that we we are able or we were able to carve out a kind of a clear picture of what we are trying to do with Naked and what brought us into um join forces, um what motivates us and from my space where I sit now around this table with all four of you is uh, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of curiosity, humbleness, respect. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the brave, open and vulnerable real stories of the people who are trying to change the world for better. And they are doing it by building businesses and hopefully in a more human and open, emotionally open way. You've been listening to Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. To learn more about our work, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. Naked is produced by Dan Trzil, coordinating producer Alena Diamidava, and edited by Catherine Dworkin.